0: This is the Scoop Slam Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Scoop Slam Podcast. We're back with another episode. We are melting the internet on Instagram. So we got some news to open up the show with. Uh, But before we get too far into anything, reviews, trivia, we got a full slate for you today. Let me introduce my co-host. His opinion does not matter because he's from the South. It's Ryan.
1: Yo, Micah. Great to be back here with you, buddy. Great to be back. A part of the hottest young duo in the IWC right now, Micah. Great to scoop it, slam it, and uh, I think we got a ladies' edition tonight, don't we?
0: Ladies' night of the Scoop Slam podcast, which is very funny because most of the time we end up talking about the guys more. So if your thing is women's wrestling, You're going to like this episode because they led the way with all the good stuff this week to me.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. At least news on the news side.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, hey, in the ring too. the NXT match, probably my match of this week. Wow.
1: Okay, we'll get to it.
0: Yeah, we're going to get to it. We'll break it down uh, as long as I don't know where I was going with that. All right. As well as. (laughs)
2: Yeah. And yeah, transition as well as, as, for me
0: yeah i don't I don't know where I was going. Maybe I was transitioning to something later. Um, okay. Ria and Naya and the whole Jade Cargill situation because there's two mm. sides to every story, but before we get too far into anything, I do want to say. Uh, this weekend, I will be on another podcast doing some Star Wars trivia with one of my buddies. It's the Kyber Cantina. So if Star Wars is your thing, go check that out. I'll be over there doing some trivia, doing a little cross-promotion or whatever, you know. Trying to help one of my buddies out because, as you said, we are the, the, the hot young duo of podcasting right now. Yes, sir. And some of that has to do with what happened this week on Instagram. So mm. if you listened <laughs> to our last episode, things really, uh, what's the word, became unhinged towards the end because we <laughs> we were running on low sleep and it was 1 a.m.
1: Megar, are you and apologizing right now?
0: No, no, no! I'm not Uh-oh. apologizing. I
1: say, stand by your your statement right there. You you lit up IG what you said there, buddy.
0: <laughs> I'm not backing down. All I right. would like to preface this with a statement.
1: Okay, go ahead, Lord
0: Anything yours. that I say about the wrestlers is not an indictment of their personal character. I am not saying no. that Orange Cassidy or John Moxley are awful people who deserve to be put down. Put down? I'm, I'm, like, not, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm <laughs> not saying that.
1: No, I'm sure they're a good guy. They use their left and right turn indicator. You know, I'm sure they recycle. I'm sure, they're nice uh, guys.
0: I wouldn't go that far, but come on. <laughs> I am I wish no harm on them or their families, nor do I hate any of them personally. I've never met them. But, just like the good people of Instagram have let us know, when you are an entertainer, po- whether that be podcaster, sportscaster, newscaster, spellcaster, uh, or wrestler, <laughs> you are allowed an opinion and whether people like that opinion or like what you do is completely up to them. So if I say that I don't like John Moxley's match, that's okay because he is putting his performance out there to be judged, to entertain. And if it doesn't entertain you or if it doesn't entertain me, that's what we're here to talk about.
1: Yeah. Cry us a river marks. You guys are going to (laughs) listen whether you like it or not. We appreciate you commenting, but we still are firm on our opinion that Orange Cassidy should not be in the main event scene. I mean, it was just an opinion. Jeez, Louis. you think that we put down their dogs, Micah? Like, they were they were heated.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm shocked my IP address hasn't been pulled and my bank account information isn't compromised.
1: Well, give it time. Give it time.
0: <laughs> but I would like to read... A few of my favorite uh, comments. Oh, from this post.
1: Are you fired is, up? You're fired up about this, aren't
0: <laughs> Well, you know. Um, and feel free to go look. This is at Scoop Slam Pod on Instagram. And the funny thing is, is, what all of these marks don't realize is by them commenting, they're giving us more engagement.
1: Yeah, yeah, and if you use the word "smart" as an insult, you yourself are smart. So, I mean,
0: what is the saying? Uh, the pot calling the kettle black.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why wrestling fans choose to use that as an insult. Like, I mean, if you're using that word, you are in fact a smart, there, buddy.
0: Yeah, you can even say that about Mark. Like, what? And I know I just called them Marks, but who outside of the wrestling business calls somebody a Mark?
1: (laughs) Nobody, but finish your point, Mike. I'm sorry.
0: Well, I'm just going to read a couple of my favorite comments from the very delightful, thoughtful, and honorable Scoop Slam podcast comment section. (laughs) People on social media are just CM Botch fans. Which is fair, Mm. because I I like one, Mr. Phil. You, on the other hand, not a big fan.
1: I like him in 2012.
0: LOL. You're Southern. Your Mm. opinion doesn't matter.
1: Jeez. Brody, I guess we can't watch wrestling if we were born in Alabama.
0: I guess not. Anywhere below the Mason Dixon. L Take. I got that one a lot, actually. Yeah. Then stop watching. Go be miserable somewhere else. The thing about that one that gets to me is we watch wrestling regardless. Like, the reason this podcast was started was because me and you would call on the phone and talk about wrestling. And we were like, this seems kind of entertaining. Me and you have a good time doing this. Why don't we put this on a podcast, see if other people enjoy it. I'm not telling you how to feel. I'm just telling you what I thought about it. So if you yeah. thought it was great and I think it was crap, cool. It's wrestling. That's yeah, not that deep. Oh, you didn't like the pay-per-view? I'm so sorry that happened to you. You poor baby.
1: <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening.
0: <laughs> yeah. Appreciate appreciate that comment though. <laughs> Bro Watch, one of the best matches
2: of the year. Is that Michael Cole?
1: (laughs) That might be Kevin Kelly.
0: This one I did appreciate. Sorry, my dog is making so much noise randomly. Orange Cassidy is a mid-card act. No insult, just facts. That's an avid listener of the Scoop Slam podcast right there.
1: You earned a follow, buddy. Appreciate it.
0: And the last two are my personal favorites.
1: Oh, we got more.
0: What a sad human being. (laughs) Not (laughs) capable of getting anything out of that. By all means, don't like it. But to get nothing out of it, just go sit at home, don't go outside, and just stare at the wall.
1: What exactly were we supposed to get out of
0: that? (laughs) Uh, I guess we were just supposed to walk away from it, changed men.
1: (laughs) The profound journeys that we were gonna be on by watching Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley. I mean,
0: I don't think I went on a profound I well, I think I went on a profound journey off of the webpage that I was watching said pay-per-view on.
1: What are these guys doing while they're watching this match, Mike? What do you think?
0: I think that's too explicit for the scoop stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly. Is that a is that Jim Cornette's illegitimate son, Steve Cornette? I really don't know. <laughs> I really don't know what AEW is going to do without Steve or his buddy Mark never watching AEW again.
1: Am I Mark?
0: I guess. <laughs> All right, Steve. The thing that cracks me up the most about that is if you go watch that clip, did we not kind of make fun of ourselves at the end by saying, "Well, me and my friend Mark are gonna stop watching"?
1: (laughs) Maybe they just ran to the comment section when you said you were absolutely disgusted with that main event.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Well, they need to run out, and and here's the thing too: most of these guys have hundred follow a couple hundred pages so instead of running to our comment section they need to run out of their mom's basement and actually find you know a female or what did austin call it that one time uh deodorant a toothbrush to brush those gimmicks in your teeth <laughs> or gimmicks in your mouth called they
1: teeth. need they need to run through our audible link Micah. that's what they need they, to run to
2: Speaking of,
1: oh, what?
0: the Audible link is at the top of our bio in any of our social medias, so you'll click that link right there, It's and I'll, I'll go ahead and quote it for you right here. Get you a free month of Audible Premium Plus, plus up to two free audiobooks by going to the link. It is L-I-N-K-T-R-E, or let me not get ahead of myself l-i-n-k-t-r dot ee slash scoop slam pod again that is l-i-n-k-t-r dot ee slash scoop slam pod it'll be in the link of this episode too the first link at the top of there go get your free month of audio audible premium plus and two free audiobooks so instead of listening to us rant about orange cassie and john moxley at least you can go get you a free audiobook and listen to what you want to Unless that doesn't work for you, brother. A little transition
2: there. What do what, what we got on deck today, Michael?
0: Well, now that we're done breaking the internet, we're going to go back to a little segment that we haven't done in a couple of weeks, but apparently it is critically acclaimed because the episodes that have do a little more. Mm. We've got... Scoop Slam trivia once again. So, you being oh. the historian that you are of the Scoop Slam podcast, I got something on deck for you today.
1: What we got? What we got?
0: All right. So, this is uh, it's nicknamed, nicknamed Gimme Five. So, I, you got 10 minutes. I'm going to say a Gimme Five of this. And you have to give me five, any five there is more than. So there's a total of 60. And again, you have 10 minutes to answer this. Okay. What we got? All right. So here we go. Three, two, one. Give me the first five members of the NWO.
1: The first five uh, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan, the Giant
2: and um it has to be the first 5? Yes. Oh my god, who's the fifth? Uh was the giant number 4?
0: Uh he was actually 5.
2: Who's number 4? Oh man.
1: Uh we'll, we'll come back to that. Come back to that.
0: Okay. Uh gimme the first five WWE champions of the two thousands. You already got uh one because you said the giant, so the big show was the first one, you only need four more.
1: Triple H Rock
2: Kurt Angle um, Mick no, can't you say? Uh
0: I typed in Foley. No, it's not him.
1: You said the first five of 2000. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, oh, um, no, no, that can't be it. Jeez, man. 2000. Uh, the Giant.
2: Who won it off the Giant?
0: Well, I can tell oh, you. It,
1: Triple, it, A, Triple H did. Okay. Yeah, and then you, you already said
0: him. Big Show, Triple H, Rock, and Angle. So whoever be Angle for it. The Rock Beat Angle. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. That (laughs) goes all the order that I put it in. (laughs) Okay.
1: And Steve Austin. Steve Austin.
0: Okay. That was it. Give me the participants in the first Money in the Bank at WrestleMania 21, other than Edge.
1: Kane, Shelton Benjamin, Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit, and um. Dang. Dang, Mike, I keep on getting four. I can't get five, <laughs> man. <laughs> uh, uh, does Tonko count? No, Tyson Tonko can't count. Kristen, Kristen.
0: Yeah, I was about to no. say, how do you get Tonko but not Christian? <laughs> All right, so moving on, give me the names of the patriarch and the four oldest sons in the Von Eric family.
1: Oh, my God.
2: Micah, come on now. Uh, Kevin...
1: Um Oh man. I'm blanking on the Vainics, man. Oh uh, no. Jeez. <laughs> um Jeez. All right, all right, all right, all right. We'll come back to that one.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Give me the names of the first 5 wrestlers to win their first WWE championship at WrestleMania. You already have one, Steve Austin.
2: Uh Shawn Michaels. John Cena. It has to be
1: the first five, um, or it can be any five.
0: First five. I also typed in Mike and it gave you Mike Von Eric. So,
1: all right. Okay, (laughs) appreciate it. Um,
2: the first five. Uh, Randy Savage. Yep. You only need two more. Um, Ultimate Warrior. Yep, one more. Um, uh, oh,
0: there's a real obvious one.
2: Uh, I said Steve Austin, right?
0: Yes, but that that's not the one I'm thinking of. Um, obvious
1: one. Oh, I know it ain't Hulk Hogan. Uh, no. No, okay.
2: Um, but similar. Similar? Then Hulk Hogan, um, Yo, Yokozuna, Yo, Yokozuna,
0: that is right. Um, oh, I, I okay, I was thinking Cena, but I forgot it said first five, so that's my bad. But yeah, Yokozuna was right. All right, you should get this one. It's your favorite year in wrestling. Give me the names of the five members of the 1997 Heart Foundation.
1: Oh, come on. Oh, you got Britt. Owen, Bridget Bulldog, Brian Pillman, and
2: who's um, number five? Jeez, Mike, I just – it's to be
1: Come picked on, four, man. <laughs> pick four. <laughs> uh, uh, Brett Owen. Brett, Brett Owen. Owen.
0: Bulldog, and Pillman. Who's the other guy?
1: Oh, Danville. Danville. Yes. Who's what that
0: I was about guy. to say. <laughs> he was the other guy. <laughs>
1: You always the other <laughs> <That guy>.
0: jabroni. <laughs> Give me the names of the first five wrestlers with the most WCW slash WWE cruiserweight title reigns other than Chris Jericho.
1: My
2: God. Um, WWE
1: slash WCW. My God, Mike, this is going to be tough right here. Um, yeah. Dean Malenko?
2: Sorry, sometimes it'll take the first name. Yes, Malenko was on there. Uh, Ray? Ray Mysterio? Yes. Okay, Uh. Uh... <clears throat> Chavo? Chavo, maybe? He had to hold it a couple times, right? Yep. He got two left. Oh my god, Chavo was right. Um... <laughs>
0: I'm just glad that oh. I can spell Guerrero off rip. <laughs> oh, man. WCW.
1: Mm. Is
2: this the last category? No, Not there's category. still five
1: more. <laughs> oh, my God. How much time do I have?
0: You have three and a half minutes. Oh, okay. Move on. Okay. Uh, give me the first five ECW champions following the split with the NWA in 1994.
1: So we can't say Shane Douglas? Uh,
0: I will try that. Yes, that counts.
1: Uh, Taz?
2: No. Sabu? No. Uh, Terry Funk? Yes. Raven? I don't think he was there yet. Oh, nope, just kidding. Yep, that works uh Sandman Yep, one more. Um mm-hmm. One more. Did they beat Sandman or Uh it looks like they beat Sandman, yeah.
1: Mikey Whipwreck?
0: <laughs> that gave you another category. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what it is up next. Yes, it was Mikey Whipwreck. Give me the five names of the members of the Spirit Squad. One of them is Mikey.
1: Mikey, Kenny, um, Mitch. <laughs>
2: uh, it was Mitch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, I'm okay. <laughs> okay, um... What was Dolph's name in the Spirit Squad?
0: Oh, come class? on, now I was about to say, that's the one you should know. Nikki. Yes, because he always said it so emphatically. in the <laughs> Uh,
1: Johnny. No, because you you said I can't nope, use Johnny. John, right?
0: Johnny was right. Yep. Oh, okay. Okay, give me the first. Give me the names of the first five wrestlers to lose to Undertaker at WrestleMania. You already have Diesel
1: first five wrestlers to lose to the undertaker at wrestlemania you talking about his first five opponents yes okay snooker and was snooker right yep okay um after snooker he'd be um jake roberts yep and then giant gonzalez and then he skipped wrestlemania 10. WrestleMania 11 he was wrestling Thank you. Was he? Did he wrestle Kevin Nash? We all that got
2: that right. Oh, okay. Uh, Sid. Um. No. Not it? Sid?
0: Sid. Sid was thirteen.
2: Okay, and uh. Fourteen. Oh, dang! So I only need one more.
1: Yeah. And it's 11. Mm-hmm. My God. Oh, God. What do you wrestle with 11? What year was that? Was that
0: 95? 90, uh, 95, yeah. Oh, man. Um, 20 seconds. Oh, God. My God. <laughs> move on. Move on. Uh, give me the names of the first five holders of the WCW championship.
1: WCW. Rick me Flair.
0: Give me the names <laughs> of the five Royal Rumble winners from 2007 to 2011.
1: Two thousand seven. Uh that was Undertaker, Cena, um, Randy, edge Aberto Del Rio. Time's up. Yeah, Shamus. you got all of them.
0: <laughs> that was it. Okay, so obviously this you kind of ran out of time and I couldn't type that fast, but you did get all of the Royal Rumble winners. So you ended up getting forty-nine out of sixty. Would you like to go over your missed answers?
1: Sure, sure, sure. Let's go ahead. Okay. Uh
0: the member of the NWO you missed was Ted DiBiase.
1: Oh okay.
0: I thought it was six, uh, but I forgot he came that, later.
1: That was he the, was number six.
0: <laughs> oh, oh dude. <laughs> uh the patriarch and four oldest sons. Fritz was the dad. You got Kevin, you forgot David and Carrie.
1: David, Carrie. Okay.
0: Uh, the cruiserweight title one was Kidman and Hoovy.
1: I thought Hoovy, but I, I didn't know if he won it more than
0: once. I, see, I didn't remember how many times they won it. Uh, and then the first five wrestlers to lose, the one you missed, was King Kong Bundy. Ah. Uh, yep. And the first five holders of the WCW Championship, you got Flair. Uh, and we moved on, but it was Luger, Sting, Vader, and Ron Simmons.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: Hey, you know, a little, you got over 75%. I don't think that's too bad.
1: Uh, you got me this week, though.
0: Yeah. Well, next week, maybe you'll fare for some better luck. Yeah. But, mm. we'll move on to our next segment, which is not sponsored by anybody. But if you would like to become a sponsor of this segment, please email us at scoopslampod at gmail.com. Or, no, it's just at, at scoopslam at gmail.com. But this is our new segment we're debuting Uh-oh. called The Take of the Week. Hey. <laughs> and this was suggested by you after we had a fun night of uh, <laughs> going on Reddit and digging through some of the worst takes we could find. So I'll I'll do the honors to start us off this time. Go ahead. I- I'm not going to say the name of the poster, nor will I say the place that it comes from, but I'll just read it. The title is, Y'all are idiots if you think... Dot, 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 that heel Orange Cassidy would do a lazy thumbs down.
2: <laughs>
0: He'd obviously do a lazy middle finger. Just picture it. Bill oh, Cassidy, center <laughs> of the ring, all black denim, no. flipping the laziest middle finger you've ever seen in your life.
2: You oh, cannot
0: man. tell me that wouldn't be awesome.
2: Hmm. I, I gotta whip that right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who writes this? Who <laughs> <laughs> Who thinks of this? Was this satire?
1: (laughs) This is satire. Come on, man.
0: I hope. I mean, it was listed under humor, but, Mm. you know, it's bad enough that I honestly can't tell. So that says something.
1: (laughs) I'm glad you went back to the Orange Cassidy well, man.
0: (laughs) I had to. You know I had to. Yeah. Struck a nerve with the general public.
1: Oh, you did! Oh, you did! But we're gonna strike some more nerves because I got an Orange Cassidy take as well. Uh, Terrible takes from wrestling fans. I got one from the AEW official Reddit page, Micah. I, I dug uh, deep for this. I, I dug deep. I went to all the controversial posts of the last week, and I pulled up something interesting. Okay. It was a poll. It was a poll of. All the AEW fanboys, they voted, should Orange Cassidy have a catchphrase? No. Okay. All right. So I dug deep on this. It, It caught my eye, Micah. One little comment from, you said we can't use the name. You said we can't use the name. For
0: the uh, for the original poster, maybe I I don't want to give these people would,
1: any backlash. Well, we're shouting them out, we're giving them we're giving them clout, Micah. We're the hottest young duo in wrestling today. What well, if we give them a little shout out? That might help their 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 their, their, their following. You know.
0: Okay. Well, if you insist, I, I'm not going to stand in your way. All
1: right. This coming from Biffingston from uh, the AEW official Reddit page. He writes. I think it's kind of cool because it's implying that I don't need a catchphrase. I get out there and wrestle, (laughs) which is funny. He misspelled which. He put W-I-C-H, which is funny considering how much of a 180 that is from his original AEW gimmick. And that's why I love Orange Cassidy. He's been developing as a character all these years. Hmm my god Oh, he's been developing it Micah. you didn't know he's 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 different from what he was four years ago mike oh, oh really yeah you didn't know that he he doesn't just throw lazy kicks now mike he gets fired up and he starts to lay in those kicks did you see that on the pay-per-view all out Micah.
0: you saw that right oh i uh, yeah i witnessed it so mike the, the character work right there just that otherworldly should have been number
1: one PWI.
0: No, they did not write that.
1: <laughs> no, no, they didn't write that.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: write that but still, though, man, I'm sure they were thinking it. I'm sure oh, one yeah. hand one hand was on the phone, and another hand was somewhere else
0: while they were writing it. The dungaroos, one would yeah. say.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and to you, Mr. Biffingston, you got um one half of our worst wrestling takes of the week.
0: So if you like that segment, let us know. I personally thought it was a fun addition. Uh, I think you go for more of the actual thought and opinion, and I go for the fan (laughs) fiction-esque writing. (laughs) So it makes for a good combo, but I'm waiting for the week that we both find the same one and then try and say it to each other.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, it's inevitable. I'm sure we're going to come across something.
0: Oh yeah, but if you see a bad take out there and you're perusing of the IWC, please send it to us, scoopslammed at gmail.com. We may consider it for our take of the course,
1: or send it to us and we'll shout it out in the podcast and laugh
0: at you. Yeah, and we'll we'll revel in your name since you sent it to us. Of course. But we've had a lot of fun to start the show off. So let's go ahead and finally get into some of the wrestling news. At the top, the rumors of the week. Obviously, if you've been listening, we haven't really touched on the whole punk situation. So Mm. here it is. We're going to get to our final thoughts on this. Uh, It's been a busy couple weeks. So... You know, at this point, I really don't know what.
1: Yeah, I'm t- I'm tired of reading about it, man. We probably should have dropped the emergency pod when that happened. Now all the news stuff is starting to die down. We really haven't yeah. gotten much development from Punk's side. It's all still of a one-sided affair where they're claiming that Punk threatened their lives and, you know, uh, cursed generations of their children. And mm-hmm. they're writing their takes on it. On the message boards, but yeah, man. Um, I think it's kind of it's kind of crazy when you actually think about it, Micah. This man only spent what a combined eleven months in the AEW locker room, like not injured and not being suspended. He's only he only like lasted eleven
0: months. Yeah, because this was two years to when he got signed. Yeah. Uh, he was and, out for 9 months. Yep. And then he so was out maybe, for,
1: He was out for 3 months too, wasn't he, with that first injury?
0: Oh yeah, I completely forgot about that. I I just always remember a big injury. Yeah, he got injured in May or yeah. uh, actually it was the start of June and he didn't come back until late August.
1: Yeah, and then he got hurt, what was that? That was September?
0: Mhm.
1: And then, and he, then came he came back, back
2: in June.
1: And then he was defunct by August. Yep, <laughs> it's crazy, man. Crazy.
0: I think it says something to the climate that they have in AEW. And I'm not trying to sit here and like a bunch of people think in the comments section that like we hate AEW, and like you might, but I yeah, I, I yeah, actually I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Well, hey, this, you know, the first step is admitting you
1: have a problem. Okay, uh, no, let me preface this. I don't hate, I don't, I can't even say it. Go ahead, finish your take. Cause, <laughs> go ahead.
0: Maybe I can I do hear crazy. the smile in your voice. I don't hate.
1: <laughs> I am a fan of WWE, and AEW does its own thing, and I check it out, you know, and I have, I have fun watching some of their stuff, and a lot of their stuff I do not enjoy. I mean, you know. I don't hate them. I don't spit on the ground when they walk. My God, I spent money on tickets to go see them for that show multiple times.
0: Yeah. yeah, I've spent more money on AEW tickets than WWE tickets. To be fair,
1: exactly. I'm not praying on their downfall
0: yet, but I actually like. I like AEW. They're kind of the reason that I got back into wrestling, but the trend from 2021 to now has led me to genuinely not knowing what company I prefer and just kind of watching both because mainly of this, like my, the reason I came back in the first place was punk yeah. because I heard he was coming back. He was one of my favorites when I was a kid. I had kind of already been slightly getting back. Cause like the, uh, the taker documentary i think is really what like fired that whole thing up and then i started briefly paying attention heard about AEW, the whole nine yards
1: last ride really got you back invested
0: yeah i literally i heard about it and i was like oh man undertaker's retiring so i heard that match with aj was going to be his last so i watched it and then watched the last ride and i was like I guess it kind of just struck a chord with me. Because, yeah, I think too, this was during COVID.
1: Yeah, not much else going on.
0: Yeah, nothing was going on. And that's honestly when a lot of, I guess, like nerd culture stuff started coming back popular again. Like anime, hugely popular during COVID again. Because I think people were in their house and stopped caring about what other people thought about them so much. So they started finding what they liked. And I don't I don't necessarily know if like that is what happened to me. But just in general, I know the last pipeline for me of getting back into it. So then I just kind of paid attention to to it a little bit on Twitter uh, and I would look at results and stuff like that. But anyways, in that two years, I was telling my wife today, I said, I remember when I was in college during spring of 2022 and i would legit like instead of paying attention in class or going into class i would stay on my lunch 10 minutes later to watch dynamite and i would then go into the class and still be watching dynamite wow i would honestly rather sit through the lecture now (laughs)
1: it's over huh?
0: (laughs) it's just i think i've just come to terms with it's not going to be what i want it to be and i can't take stuff seriously it's it's either the same people over and over a la moxley cassidy um the bucks it's these guys on the show every single week and the storytelling is not up to par with what I want it to be. And personally, while maybe the AEW stories are a little more real because they talk like adults, the WWE stories are better. And do they
1: do they talk like adults though?
0: Well, they talk some about of them friendship.
1: Do. Micah, come on now. Ninety percent of the storylines talk about
0: friendship. Well, when Swerve called Paige a turd to, or not today, but yesterday, it, uh, you know, I don't know many human beings that are you, above, above the age of like twelve that would call someone a turd.
1: And you know what, Sami Zayn got flamed for saying turd on Raw the other week, so I want the same energy for Swerve.
0: And I like Swerve, but <laughs> it's just like I'm not sticking around.
1: Oh man, that's what he, he turned it off, <laughs> and I turned off the TV and oh, well. servers on too.
0: Oh come on now, see people people don't see it, but I I can see Swerve as a main eventer, but like you got to get away from the joking stuff. But anyways,
1: yeah. <laughs> okay, I was just about to go on a little tangent, but we we probably shouldn't do that. Go ahead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyways, the whole punk thing has really showed me because you got to think in seven years that w- he put up with all that stuff. That he talked about in the Cole Cabana podcast. Now, whether I know you disagree with some of that, and if True. you do, that's okay. But he was there for seven years. So what does that say about AEW's locker? Room, that they he couldn't even be there for a daggum year fully. And well, the more it comes out, the more we see there's disorganization. Yeah, apparently, I mean, freaking Cody left. He was an EVP. That should have been a huge red flag. And now Jade is reportedly leaving. We're going to get to that a little later. Ricky Starks might want out. These are all people that I really like watching on my TV. Legit, if Punk, Hobbs, and Starks jump, I don't have much left there that I like want to see get a push or something. You know what I'm saying?
1: you telling me you don't want to see Nick Wayne. Is that what you're telling me right now, Micah? You don't want to see Nick Wayne every week.
0: Well, you know, uh, the dogs need feeding and uh, yeah, I could brush up on some history or hey. the grass could need watering.
1: Only if he brings his mom out. They're not doing it.
0: I like Christian Cage.
1: Shout out Christian.
0: He got the right idea. I think it speaks more
1: to Tony Khan as a leader and a boss. That all this stuff happened. But you got to think in WWE, Micah, there's only one, there's one guy in charge. And he know. is a, well, well, yeah, it's a <laughs> merge with TKO. But that's another story. We didn't even talk about, but I think we mentioned it maybe a couple months ago that it was going to happen. Yeah. But still, but still though, you know, it's one guy in charge for the most part over the last 40 years, a leader among men. And he would never, ever let this let this happen in the locker room. I mean, the inmates are run the asylum over there in AEW. This is what happens. I'm not surprised. They're all wrestlers. They have big egos. So this was going to happen. We got to put the blame on Tony Khan for not not putting these guys in one room and having them settle it and try to make money with it. Micah, how much money was left on the table with Punk and Omega or Punk against the Bucks with FTR? Or Punk versus Daniel Bryan. How much money got left on the table cause CM Punk got shown shown the door early?
0: There is no telling. I, I will put my name aside or beside this quote or idea. Um if they had announced punk versus Kenny for all out or whatever in Chicago, I know they didn't get there, but I'm saying if they had announced that beforehand, they would have done over ten thousand tickets.
1: Oh, most definitely. Can you imagine if they would have did Punk and FTR versus Omega and the Bucks winner-take-all, like Punk putting his uh, AEW champion and FTR putting their tag titles on the line?
0: Yep. Uh, Even Punk versus Danielson, if they would have put that on at all. That's
1: a shame. Yeah, that's a shame that never happened. That's crazy to think about. These guys got signed right around the same time, and they never ever shared the screen together.
0: Like how crazy is that? I think Tony was playing long the long game basically and was waiting and I understand that. But I don't strike why
1: that yeah strike when the iron's hot that or this could happen.
0: Yeah. Or they could just be hurt because honestly Punk and Danielson have both been a little injury prone under an AW, and I I love both those guys. I'm not saying it as a bad thing. They're in their forties. They beat the piss out of their bodies when they were younger. Well, when so, they first
1: when they first got there, they were both healthy for the most part. So you yeah. could have made it happen when they first got there, but he wanted to wait, and I don't know what he was waiting for. But it's such a shame that we never got in any interaction with them. Like, the two biggest stars of the 2010s. I don't care how you feel about CM Punk. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm not going to say I'm not a fan because CM Punk was my top guy when I was watching in the early 2010s. But you can't deny the man's talent on the mic and in the ring for the most part. And Daniel Bryan had the yes movement. He had a big cult following and he got the big. Big celebration at WrestleMania 30. I mean, my point is Micah, the two biggest stars of the 2010s. It's such a shame we didn't get them in a different company as the main event attraction in front of 90,000 people at Wembley or 72,000. Uh, numbers are numbering with the it. new numbers coming out.
0: Yeah. Math ain't mathin'. <laughs> but yeah, and that's the thing like I see so many people that try to deny the talent or you know they say this and that about punk about him being see like, a yeah that <laughs> crap or the stuff about you know uh he's old or he's washed or he's an egomaniac or he's abrasive, like well, I, I understand all, that
1: a lot of a lot of. <laughs>
0: Well look, okay, but like you said earlier, who's not an ego man in the wrestling business?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Like, honestly, all the biggest stars, the Hogan, Rock, Austin, even I mean, shoot, look at Austin, like, say what you want to. I know this is a, like a whole different situation. But Austin up and left because he didn't want to lose to Lesnar Raw. He wanted to do it at a pay per view, which makes sense. He but... straight up
1: he straight up refused to wrestle Jeff Jarrett after he got beat up by uh, China. Yeah. Or was that I think it was Mark Merrill. I think it was Mark Merrill. He refused to wrestle because he got he got beat up by Sable. That's what
2: it
0: was. So like again, all of the biggest stars and despite how you feel about Punk, he was their biggest star in AEW, he they typically are this way and i'm not saying you have to cater to all of their demands i'm not saying gives them a blanket statement but it's the wrestling business you've always heard it described as anybody who gets in the wrestling business is a little crazy has a little bit of an ego that's just how it is it's been that way for forever so i guess my final thing is i'm not trying to defend his actions because it's not the way. But let me put everybody in this situation. You fly home and go to your wife, spend a day with her, too. After you were supposed to have a meeting with these guys that you wanted to sit down and talk to for months, they won't do it. And then they finally set up a meeting and everything, and you get there thinking, okay, you know, you're probably nervous. But you're trying to get the hatchet buried. It may not all happen once. But, you know, today is going to be a good day. Things are going to get done. And then they cancel last minute. And you've been trying to do it for months and you can't get them. Okay, that's fine. Fly back home. Spend that time. Then you fly like a 12 or 14 hour flight. Because London is a ways away, whether you believe that or not. And then you get there. And you have issues with your travel. And you're having to, you know, ride a train. You end up getting lost. I'm sure people are asking you all over, hey, can I take a picture? And I mean, you got to be nice, obviously. But that probably adds to your stress. And then you get there to the show. Your sleep schedule is probably all jacked up. And some kid who is just running his mouth at you for no reason, and it's going to pop nobody but you. He says something sideways on TV, and there you go. So, it all just culminated like an awful pimple, and it all just finally came out. So, again, I'm not saying that... What he did was right. I'm not trying to say that he is this Messiah and he's the the whistleblower behind what's wrong in AW. I'm not saying that. But what I'm just trying to say is in that situation, some of his actions are kind of understandable.
1: I'll say this, Micah, and then uh then we'll move on. I think Tony Khan is not in the wrestling business to make money. He is in the wrestling business to make friends with the wrestlers. And I blame him for Punk's exit. So, I don't know, man. Uh, What would you rate Tony, not Tony Khan, what would you rate CM Punk's 10-year with AEW? One to 10.
2: Well, what do you got?
0: I think eight and a half.
2: Wow. He putting it eight and a half.
0: Well, you got his first year run was probably one of like the best first years.
1: Put that in a vacuum, then maybe yes, I would say eight and a half. But because all the injuries and the backstage stuff.
0: Oh, I just thought you meant like on TV.
1: Well, okay, but we got to put it
2: as a totality. His whole run,
0: seven and a half.
1: Okay, it was riddled with injuries, so I just go uh, I go 6.3. 6.3?
0: Yeah,
1: 6.3. We'll bump it up to maybe a 9.5 when he makes his debut at the Royal Rumble.
0: Mm, interesting.
1: Huh?
0: Well, Scoop's Slam Podcast might be there. Huh? Uh, Got to work some things out, but we plan to be in it. And what? I'm just saying. I think I said it a couple weeks ago, but if I hear that little scratch at the rumble, you know that picture of that dude kneeling down. As <laughs> <laughs> me, as that, me, right there.
1: You know what they say, Micah? Just uh, never say never. He could, he could be a, he could be making his return. Who knows? Who knows?
0: Hey, everybody goes back, man. Look, look at Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior went back. Yeah, Bruno Brit, went, Brit back. Went, Brit went back. Britt went back. They killed his brother. So, never say never in this business. But, speaking about AEW and the last rumor we got, and we are running a little long on the rumors and everything, but it's fine. It wasn't a crazy week. Uh, Turnstile gate, ticket gate, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Mm. AEW All-In was apparently not 81,000 tickets.
1: No, what? Really? Well, you're kidding. You're
0: kidding. So AEW
1: have you lied to us? They lied to us. How are you telling me, Micah?
0: I'm not saying that they lied to us, but I'm saying they ain't truthers. But,
1: Micah, they printed off t shirts that has 81,035 on it. Hmm. Well, do you, you tell me I got to burn that t shirt?
0: I don't know. Ask Will Osprey about his tattoo he got of it, though.
1: Oh, man, I didn't even... see... <laughs> what happened? I didn't see that.
0: Oh, no. You... <laughs> he got a tattoo of, like, the date and everything. And it was actually kind of, like, a looking tattoo. I mean, it was just, like, stuff. But he got, like, the date wrote in Roman numerals and, like, a circle. And then he got, like, AW all in. Kind of in it. Just Just look it up. It's hard to envision and, like, describe... But at the bottom, it says 81035
1: Oh, my God.
0: And he posted a video, and you can find it on Twitter, too, because now he deleted it. But he was like, (laughs) you're telling me that after all this trouble I went with my mom, who hates tattoos, he was like, I got this ticket, or this attendance record tattoo, and they lied? Wow.
1: That might be the... That might be the cause of him going to WWE when his contract's up. Man.
0: Can you imagine? Oh my God! They would melt. <laughs> the fans would melt their Twitter accounts. So, they might come.
1: They might come find us, man. Somehow, somehow, we're we're to blame for this. You know
0: that. Oh yeah. So this is from Cultaholic, but the it came from Wrestlepics. Um. Okay. They announced the paid attendance of eighty-one thousand thirty-five for the pay-per-view. An estimate from WrestleTix said that the final tickets distributed was eighty-three thousand one hundred thirty-one, while Dave Meltzer estimated that the final figure was eighty-five thousand seventy-one. Of course, thousands of people who bought tickets for AW All In seemingly didn't attend the show. However, as a Freedom of Information request it revealed that the turnstile count was 72,265. Hmm. So, and this is from the Brent Borough Council, and it says the actual numbers registered entering the stadium through turnstiles, again, was 72,265. This is reflective of what was attended on the night and not the, to- the total number of tickets sold or no-shows. WrestleNomics then reported that a typical AEW event has a style count of 80% and 90% of paid attendance or tickets distributed. For all-in, the figure was 89% based on WrestleTix 83,131. So, if Mm. they didn't Mm. get that... The WWE WrestleMania still has it because the turnstile count for Arlington Police Department was 80,709.
1: Justice. Finally, Justice.
0: Where's the shield when you need them?
1: (laughs) They're ranked one, two, and three on PWI Top 500.
0: Oh, God. They put Moxley (laughs) that high.
1: I think he's over Roman. Yeah.
0: Whoa. Oh. All right, we'll review that on the next pod. I didn't see I didn't see all that nasty business. I just thought that Cassidy was a 6.
1: Yeah, man, it's pretty funny though cuz Meltzer loves to he loves to bring up the turnstile number when mentioning WrestleMania 32 and now he's probably going to have mental gymnastics to justify mm. the the count for uh, all in. I don't It's pretty um it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Pretty interesting development in uh, who actually had the highest attendance in wrestling history, which I still think should belong to North Korea
0: we get technical. Well, that's a little different. That wasn't paid.
1: you saying they got held up at gunpoint, Mike?
0: No, but, you know.
1: They probably did, actually. I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to speak ill of the North Korean people or what happened over there, but... Uh... I'm not saying it's out of the realm of possibility, I guess.
1: Okay, I'll give you that. True.
0: Um, This is kind of funny, though, because if they did only get 72,000, they didn't beat WrestleMania three or mm. SummerSlam in Wembley. Mm. Nor did they beat WrestleMania 32. Interesting. So
1: and, and you know WWE is going to make it its its mission to go to Wembley Stadium now.
0: Oh yeah. What would be really funny is if they then said it was 81,036.
1: I would buy that t-shirt.
0: <laughs> I bet you would. <laughs> Anyways, I don't think we'll ever really know because I doubt Tony Khan backs down on the statement and he'll probably no, the the number was actually this and here's why and you know we'll never know so uh still we're playing catch up and that starts with the september 4th edition of monday night raw the last thing that we'll review from the past and then we're gonna get to the stuff from this past week and then we are finally caught up after the weekend that is labor day weekend Every Year now, thank you WWE and AW for putting 20 hours of content back to back. Chad Gable versus Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship,
2: uh, with the caveat that if Gunther was
0: Continental Champion of time, we now know that he is indeed uh really good match i got a couple points here and then you know we'll go back and forth on it uh i really liked it probably the best raw main event that i can remember since me and you have been watching they've really done a lot to start building gable up and he's to me he's somebody who should have had some focus on him for a long time his chaos theory always looks really cool um but it looked really good here, especially on Gunther, a guy who's bigger than him. It's a little hokey because Gunther has to pick his legs up, but it still looks really cool. <laughs> yeah. And the the icing on the cake of this match was the camera shot of his kids squalling in the front row after perfect. he lost. So perfect. So kayfabe is still real in that house.
1: That was perfect camera shot, too.
0: Yeah, like, maybe think of started... that girl in the uh the Miz oh, <laughs> in like 2011.
1: Angry Miz Girl. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I remember they had um similar situation in NXT with Sasha versus Bailey. And um Sasha made Bailey's super fan cry like live on camera. And uh yeah, man, it was great old school heat, heel heat. I love that. And Gable chad gable cut a pretty impassioned promo after the show saying that he promises he's going to take that title from gunther and he dropped all the shoe stuff he didn't uh say the the thank you and hold his two fingers to the sky it was all him it was all like raw emotion like how he did not like that gunther made his daughter cry and he never wanted her to feel like that ever again i love that and then they followed up next week with the the segment where he challenged Gother again. So I do believe they're going to have one more match at the next pay per view, hoping for an Iron Man match. But Ooh, that was yeah. a yeah, give them at least thirty minutes. I'm doing a do no fifteen minute Iron Man match or something like that, or two out of three falls, maybe that something like that. But my preference would be the Iron Man match. But going back to the match from the past uh, from Raw thought it was a good match, one of their best outings, and it still was a great match even though the WWE always does this weird stuff, how they structure their commercial breaks kind of throws it off a little bit, but you know these guys can do way better.
0: Oh yeah, that's what I'm really waiting for, like, I feel like when if you give them 30 minutes on a pay-per-view, two out of three falls, or Iron Man, either. And just let these guys go to work. It will definitely be a match of the year candidate. Um, and yeah. Because these two are like at least top five uh, best workers in WWE right now. If if not one and two, honestly. Um, so yeah, they've had these little TV matches, and that's cool and all. And like I said, it was good. The camera or the commercial breaks suck. But um it was still good. I just yeah. need to see a good finale.
1: Yeah, hopefully we we'll get ask...
0: that. Oh well, what were you about to say?
1: No, I say I was going to say hopefully we get that at the pay per view
0: oh, or yeah. PLE,
1: the PLE. Sorry oh god. That.
0: Um, the last thing that I have to add about it was this feud feels real. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm not in the sense that like. I think these guys really hate each other. But more like the the stuff that Gable is saying is real. You can put yourself in his shoes wanting something so bad and then being embarrassed in front of your children. He's he's not talking, you know, Guther shoes he's not that. It's a serious like man to man conversation like you have something you love and you made some cry. So I'm about to take what you love from you, and that's yeah. that championship.
1: Yeah, and they definitely leaned into that on that that promo after the show last week, Mike. If you hadn't, Micah, if you haven't checked that out, definitely go back and check out that no antics, no no uh, Otis, no um, Maxine with him. It was just him and uh, him pouring his heart out and. Telling us how he really feels and I love that I wish they would keep that if he does take this title off Gunther, which I really think he will. I hope he starts to lean away from all the. The goofy stuff I know the live audience likes it, but come on now there's only so far you can get with a gimmick like that.
0: Yeah, and what I was going to ask was um, if you thought he was going to win it, but you kind of answered
1: yeah kind of blew your spot there.
0: Well, it's all right. I think he's going to win it too. And I wanted to say this to kind of follow your point about the comedy. Comedy can be done in a right way. Look at uh, uh, Kurt Angle, Rock, even more recently, MJF. L.A. Knight has comedy aspects to him, so it can be done. But you've got to get yourself away from Otis and Maxine, who, no offense are not going to be in the main event scene, and you've got to... Your whole gimmick doesn't need to be comedy. It more has to be... The comedy comes out in the interplay with other wrestlers. Not like, oh, my entrance music has shoosh in it, and every time you know we do any segment, I've got to get my little catchphrase. But more like the stupid cowboy hat thing with Kurt Angle, or... <laughs> Like The Miz came out a couple weeks ago dressed as L.A. Night. That's that's comedy, but it works if you make it serious and it's somebody that you can treat like a a big deal. So for a while, Gable needs to get away from that and then factor that into, I guess, his character or some of his segments, but not make it his entire existence.
1: Yeah, don't have Matt like a child.
0: Yeah, because it'll be the biggest bag fumble in the world if Gable takes his belt off Gunther, and he squandered in two months.
1: I give I'll give them credit because Bro should have been like fired years ago because they did all they could to bury that man. They gave him the Shorty G gimmick, Michael. I don't know if you ever seen that, but it was atrocious. It was atrocious. His whole gimmick was he was just short and he was talking about it.
0: Yeah, stuff like that is usually the uh, what the, yep. the nail in the coffin for your tenure. Yeah. yeah. So, I, and the funny thing is, too, like we say all this about the, the shoes thing kind of got over. To a point. I mean, not like he was going to, not like where he is now, but I'm just saying in general, You know, anything he's ever been handed, he's pretty much done good with. Like, he's maintained relevancy.
1: Yeah. He's probably, he's one of the guys that actually benefited from the changeover with uh, Triple H in charge.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because there's no way he'd be in the spot if it was just Vince.
1: Mm -hmm. He would still be undercard.
0: Which Triple H liked him in NXT, too. Him and Jason Jordan both.
1: Yeah. But, Triple H like Johnny Gargano, too. And Where's he been?
0: Well, he can stay exactly where he's at. Oh, come on. Come on. (laughs) Um, I am looking forward to see them really let loose. And like I said, I hope they give them 30 minutes on the pay-per-view. It'll be match of the year. Uh, I bet money. Not, well, not the match of the year candidate. Yeah. (laughs) Let me back that up. Um, (laughs) Did you have any final thoughts, or are we good to move on?
1: Yeah, I don't know how you could put that over the Trish Becky Steel Cage match. That's oh, Michael Cole's match of the year.
0: Oh, well, I don't know how you could put the Trish Becky match over that Orange Cassidy-John Moxley five-star classic.
1: I mean, it was the greatest match of all time. Profound experience watching that, Micah. You didn't have the same experience.
0: No. I got a turning in my gut when I watched it. <laughs> Almost a uh, gag reflex was triggered. <laughs> well, we'll move on to the current week so we can finally get caught up. And we arrive at SmackDown. Oh. But you told me that SmackDown really had nothing on it aside from confusing bloodline storyline mess. So... Yeah. <laughs> we'll move on from that. I did want to ask, did anything happen with LA night? I like...
1: uh, came out and what the internet guys are saying, shot on Kevin Nash by calling him out. Did that. Uh, did you see that? Where he said, um, if I was an idiot, I would say, look at the adjective, but I'm not an idiot. And did you see all that? Micah? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just basically him uh, calling out Miz, and um, the new pairing of of uh, Grayson Waller and uh, Austin Theory showed up to confront him, which I think they're gonna be a duo going forward. It looks like.
0: Oh my god!
1: I told you about this last week. You didn't believe me.
0: That stinks of putrid.
1: Yeah. Hey, hey, now I I'm willing to give it a chance because I was skeptical when Miz and Morrison got paired together. Similar situations. Uh, Young guys that they really didn't know what to do with in WWE. So they put them together and magic was made. So who knows? This could be the next next great tag team. I don't know.
0: You did tell me about that. Yeah, we'll give it a
1: shot. Give it a shot.
0: I don't know. That seems like the two bullies who like would be at the high school and I don't know well, in some like Disney movie.
1: Well, sometimes guys, when they get paired together on screen, that maybe that's what they need. Like when Steve Austin was floundering in WCW, they paired him with Brian Pillman, showed a little more personality with that, and eventually became the biggest star in the world. I mean, yeah, it, it could happen. Who knows? Maybe it's what theory needs.
0: I guess it is a fresh coat of paint for him, and I guess Theory will let Waller be a little better. Well, he'll boost Waller's stock in my eyes, because I like Theory, so I'll follow you.
1: And more tag teams, too. We need more tag teams.
0: Yeah, that's true. But they're heels, so are they going to fight Judgment Day?
1: You can feel with babyfaces.
0: But they're not babyfaces.
1: No, I'm just saying they can... They being Theory and uh, Waller, oh. they could be the heels and they could feud with other baby faces.
0: I see your point now. Yeah. Well, we'll move to Collision. Oh, Colliding. Which also, uh, much like SmackDown was, I'm going to steal your term here, a nothing burger. Um, you know, I... I tried to like collision. It makes me sad, man. I hear yeah, the I music.
1: I didn't catch it, so you have to fill me in.
0: Okay, well, I I hear the music, and I'm like, oh man. I just yeah. remember the the way the first couple weeks felt.
1: <laughs> it doesn't feel like that anymore.
0: <laughs> God no, the bugs are all over this thing. Danielson, while might be a grappler, I don't love his booking style. And all the people that were, are, were, are on Dynamite are now just on Collision 2. So there's no difference. Nobody's getting a better rub. It's the same people from Wednesday to Saturday. And it's Dynamite 2.0. So thank you for ruining, you know, a really good, like, I legitimately had, right, would have rather watched it than football some weekends. I cannot see myself saying that about any of this.
1: Now, Micah is two hour rampage with less viewers. That's what it is now.
0: Yeah. And they somehow did a bigger rating this weekend, which was kind of crazy. Cause I expected it to do worse because there was some better games on prime time on Saturday. But it really shows that their biggest competition
2: is a pay per view. Yeah.
1: And it was Labor Day weekend too.
0: Well, I guess so. no, 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 This was this past weekend. Was oh, was this? No, yeah, you, it was Labor Day weekend.
1: Yeah, last weekend was Labor Day weekend. They did like three hundred thousand, but I think this weekend they did like four hundred, like a little up, but still, uh, four hundred thousand is pretty sad.
0: Yeah, I think it was like four seventy six, which is kind of what they were floating around again, like a little. By the end of Punk's tenure when WWE did SummerSlam or whatever. But I genuinely don't see them getting back up in the sixes and sevens. At least maybe to like February or March when football goes away.
1: But how long before they just completely give up on the show? And it just becomes taped and it just becomes dynamite. Like, how long...
0: Oh, is that not already where we're at?
1: Well, they're live. I mean, that gives them a little bit of advantage, but I can see this not being live anymore, and they start taping this after Dynamite because the the live attendance for these Collision shows, Micah, is getting sad. And I don't know if you, where were they at last Saturday, Cleveland? Was there even three thousand people there?
0: Oh, it ain't <laughs> just Collision. Dynamite too. Dynamite had seventeen hundred. This past Saturday night. And you could tell watching it because it was freaking dead the whole night.
1: You said they had it on Saturday
0: night? Oh, no, no. I'm talking about... I'm saying Dynamite, too. Oh, okay. Both of their shows' ticket sales are awful right now.
1: And coming off their biggest attended show, that's really... That's something.
0: It's, It's just weird. I've never seen anything like it to have a show like that. Attended that high, and then come over here, and you can't do anything, which I mean some of it might be on the price of the ticket, sure, that's what a lot of people are saying about the uh
2: author ass show
0: yeah, and I get that to a point, but at the same time, the product kind of feels cold, like swerve said something to I've heard people raving online about this swerve and a page uh program they're running swerve challenged him to a match at wrestle dream in october and nobody made any noise like he was like yeah well you know what we're gonna go back to the state that birthed swerve's house and they said that and then he yeah. was like and me and you page we're gonna battle it out at wrestle dream
2: And that dead air right there was about the same pop that he got.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm not surprised. At maybe that's partly due of Adam Page having no momentum, absolutely none. He's ice cold right now, and Swerve has been treated like a jobber to the stars for a long time now. Like every big program he has, he takes a L. So why would you care? Why would you care? Would you cheer
2: that? If you were live in the building, Michael, would you cheer that?
0: Well, you got a point there. And I feel like I'm kind of an outlier, too, because I actually like Swerve. And I don't think a lot of people do.
1: Well, they like chanting. They like chanting Swerve's house. They do like that.
0: Well, that's all wrestling fans are now. We just like saying things.
1: (laughs) We like chanting along to stuff.
0: So I don't know. The ticket sales are down for both. But yeah, I don't know. It just makes me sad, man. It's a sad state of affairs from the one we went to in South Carolina show in a matter well, of maybe, like two weeks.
1: Maybe they should just run in England for, from now on. It's just do shows all over England.
0: Well, no, they did that in Canada. Remember, the first Canada show was great, oh, and then yeah. they ran Canada for three <laughs> months and it died.
1: <laughs> okay. All right, maybe that's not the best plan. I don't know. Maybe start running out of New York, New Jersey. Maybe that. That would probably help a little bit.
0: Hold on, I got you. How about actually booking some stories that aren't just friendships? Well,
1: well that might be wishing a little too, uh, that wish might be a little too optimistic there, Micah.
0: Well, I'm just saying. Anyways, they presented Collision, whether we liked it or not mm. and not much was on here like i said but this is the portion of the show that we mentioned earlier this mm. is the scoop slam ladies night
2: ladies
0: which begins with chris statlander versus robin renegade uh the match it was okay good you know pickup for chris statlander after was the it? match oh go was
2: ahead it? was it a good match
0: uh, you know, it was uh, it was there.
1: She, she beat up the Bella Twins. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> but anyways, the Renegade Sisters then proceeded to beat her up. All and right. Jade's music hits. The crowd pops. Jade Cargill has returned. Did
1: they... <laughs> <Did> they... <laughs> they, they did. They did. Yo, maybe I need to get a new TV. <laughs> they politely applauded her, like towards when she got to the ring, but. I heard nothing when her music hit.
0: Well, it was a bigger reaction than Swerve got, so
1: it was like on par with Bobby Fish's reaction when he no, cut no, that this his promo. <laughs> I mean, folks, where's the
2: lie?
0: We've still been looking. I haven't found it, but anyway, she comes down. She beats up the Renegade Sisters. Whose side is she on? (laughs) And then, of course, she ends up, you know, hitting Chris with the jaded. And we all saw this coming from a mile away in terms of her, you know, quickly attacking Chris Statlander. They're going to have a match on Rampage Friday. If you like reading spoilers, then Uh it's out there. But the report is that Jade is finishing up in AEW, Stanford Bound, brother.
1: Mm, mm, interesting development.
0: So, what do you think about Emerald Truck Lung oh, come joining on. WWE? Come on,
1: come on now. <laughs> I think it's a big, it's a big positive for uh, the Fed over there. As long as he can hit the develop. The uh, PC <laughs> for a little while, <laughs> which I'm sure she's not going to be happy about, because she said in interviews that she did not want to go to the PC, and that she uh, valued her uh, family life and she didn't want to move to Florida and train for WWE. So we'll, I will see how it works out for. Her. I'm sure she'll, I'm sure she'll do well when she gets to the main roster. As far as her matches go
2: I don't know about this, Chief. I don't know about this.
0: Well, that doesn't work for me, brother. That's what she's going to say when she gets to Orlando. They you know,
1: they, really, they really gave her a 60-match winning streak, and then she loses once, and she's ready to leave.
0: Again, I think, I don't know if you saw this clip a long time ago, but it's kind of being passed around again today while, rumored. And, hey, Raj Geary says that she is not WWE bound, so who knows?
1: Oh, your best friend Raj Geary, huh? You gonna take nah, his word for it? Nah, that's
0: your best <laughs> friend Raj Giri. He's <laughs> snuggling we go- up to his Vince pillow at night. We go way back. But he's claiming she's not WWE bound. Who really knows in this climate? We all know the wrestling media sucks in terms of getting things right, but she has said that in the past about having to move or whatever and not wanting to do that. But there's this clip being passed around and she was like, she was talking about having to do a chair spot on live TV, having to hit somebody with a chair. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Punk was like, okay, this is how you hold a chair. You gotta choke up on it a little bit so you can swing it better. And she was saying before that, when they told her that she was gonna do it, she said, I had never used a chair before. And they're like, oh, it's okay. You'll That Hmm. is the problem with AEW's TV. That's why everything looks so discombobulated all the time because nobody takes the time to teach somebody something. You might think swinging a chair is simple, but if you've never done it before, it's live TV. I mean, good God! So I bet (laughs) I bet Punk getting fired probably wasn't. She was not a fan of that, and if Mm. she is going to WWE, then that might be one of the reasons.
1: I think we're. I think we need to mention the fact that Cody Rhodes was supposedly a big mentor to her. So okay. that that could be like a big reason she's leaving. And we gotta start. If Jay does make the jump, we gotta start looking at other Cody guys that mention him a lot, like Ricky Starks, um MJF, MJF yeah. He mentions Cody all the time. Even on live TV, he'll mention Cody. So it's 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 very interesting to see where the next couple months is going to land us, because I believe Ricky Stark's contract is up pretty soon. And uh, he he caught a little heat online, Micah. I don't know if you saw that, where he was thanking CM Punk. You know, the AEW, the AEW fanboys don't like when you uh, mention CM Punk in the glowing light. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew that. I don't know if you knew that, Micah.
0: Yeah, he then, on Instagram, like, took it down and said that his account got hacked or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. The writing really didn't look like he... For your own interpretation, I guess. You know... Yeah. A lot of people think that one of the issues Cody had he was leaving didn't get along. But have you kind of noticed all the Cody guys were kind of punk guys, too?
2: Mm, yeah. Yeah, pretty much.
0: So, I wonder if... The issue was not with Punk, but the issue is with the other, uh, those mm. hailing from a certain uh, place in California. Hmm. And. Oh, what? oh, go ahead.
1: No, no, you, you finished. Go ahead.
0: Okay, I was just going to say, and maybe Cody no. and Punk shared the same sentiment.
1: Hmm.
0: Maybe are I'm you on saying...
1: Oh, are you saying one Phil Brooks is next
2: to jump ship? Is that what you're saying, Micah? I'm not just
0: saying it. I'm hoping for it.
1: Uh, he's smoking the opium, huh?
0: Yeah, you know. I need to see my man Phil somewhere. I don't care where. I'll watch him in the impacts, for Christ's sake.
1: Mm. AEW will bring him back, and he'll have to lose the Orange Cassidy. How would you feel about that? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> turning the channel alright there's gotta be something better on uh, you know oh uh, well,
1: NXT well NXT was on <laughs>
0: <laughs> we can go to NXT a little later but first we okay, gotta right. get to Raw
1: oh I skipped Raw I'm sorry <laughs> oh, I
0: thought no, you I'm watched kidding. the main event no, I'm, t-
1: I'm kidding I did watch the main event
0: alright I was about to say that was the only thing we really had to talk about yeah I
1: did it was it was a quick main event it was like 10 minutes yeah got the look I-
0: I do have to ask you something, but let me go ahead and set this up. Uh Monday Night Raw from this past week, which was September the 9-11. Um, yeah. Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Rodriguez and the main event. I'd have to ask, which I have a couple points, but was this better than their payback match? I didn't watch it, but I know you did, so.
1: Oops maybe on par with it. This was, it was like 10 minutes that we actually got to see because the rest was on commercial break, but it was probably on par with their, um, with their pay was payback. Yeah. Payback match.
0: Okay. I just wondered, um, because
1: it was less sloppy. It was less sloppy in this match compared to their payback match.
0: Okay. Cause I was going to say, the thing I wrote down is that I really think that Rhea is great um her selling yeah. is really what does it which is a big key point you kind of notice the people i like a lot Dolph, sean darby ria what do they all have in common they're really good at selling the point um but i didn't hate this it was you know a far cry from gable and go there but that's not necessarily saying anything in terms of all main event um Raquel's a little green, but I, I still like her look. She looks legit like a fighter. You know what I mean? If you saw her in the street, she turns heads because she is big. And yeah. I just wondered because so many people hated the payback match. And I didn't hate this. It just wasn't anything crazy. So maybe for the payback match, people were expecting kind of like their NXT match. And then they felt let down. So I was kind of seeing, like, what about this do people hate so much? Or what do people, I guess, not really care about so much with this, but then hate about their payback match? But you mentioned the sloppiness, so that might have been why.
1: The crowd was kind of dead during their um, payback match because I believe they were on right before the main event, which is always nine times out of ten in wrestling, that's the death, that's the death spot. That's where you go to get your popcorn. That's where you go to the bathroom you're not really paying that much attention to the match right before the main event, historically. Yeah.
0: Well, you got a good point there. I think the major factor in this is mm. the ending. Mm. Oh, <laughs>
1: yeah. You can tell they were running a little low on time because uh, the little Samoan drop that Nia Jax hit She kind of no-sold it because they were running out of time, so the referee kind of slipped out and said something to Raquel, and then she immediately popped back up and rolled back in the ring. Like She did not sell the smaller drop at all.
0: Oh, dang. See, I didn't even notice that. You Uh, you you have a more watchful eye than me.
1: I was watching the clock, and I was like, dang, they need to wrap this up. And sure enough, the referee's out there and (laughs) whispers something. I don't know if he did that for sure, but it just looked like it to me.
0: Well, as you mentioned, Nia Jax returns, uh, beats up Raquel, beats mm. up Rhea. Rhea ended up getting the win. Was it a no DQ match?
1: Nah, just the referee's back was turned when uh, Nia hit
2: the Samoan drop on Raquel.
0: I don't know. It just seemed a little odd because like, Raquel was obviously beat up and he turned around and Naya's standing there and it was like.
1: Well, you can't Even. call that. You can't call that. Mike. You didn't see it.
0: Well, I know, but it's typically, you know, they'll kind of be like, hey, what are you doing out here? Gesture towards her.
2: Well, you he didn't see her. Uh, oh, how could he miss her? Oh, is that what you're going to say, Mike? <laughs> are you going to say that? <laughs> yeah, you You are something, buddy. How could
1: you say that?
0: I, w- <laughs> I held my tongue, and then you, you stole my thought, but uh, <laughs> the the thought was about to slip, and now I caught myself, you you had to call me out on it, so I can't lie.
1: We'd call a spade a spade here on the Scoop Slam
0: podcast. That's our trademark. We're trademarking this. Catchphrase. Unless Put on a t-shirt. He doesn't need a catchphrase, because that makes him cool.
1: Yeah, and you're Southern, so... You don't deserve to watch wrestling.
0: Yeah, screw you. You get no USA Network, <laughs> no Fox, no TNT.
1: We have to start farming because we don't deserve yeah. any. <laughs> we don't deserve TV any. <laughs>
0: um, Nia Jax is interesting.
1: Garbage. She's trash. Go ahead. Say it. <laughs> You can say it. We're not we're not pulling
2: old punches here, man. But well, why'd they bring her back?
1: I guess people in the back like her and whoa, whoa, hold up now. Have you forgotten? She is related to one Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> hold on. That's oh, probably why uh, yeah. they brought her back.
0: Yeah. I, it just seems like a odd move. I don't know.
1: Apparently, she's been under contract since January, because that's when she came back. Uh, she came back at the Rumble, I believe, but she's been under contract, and they just haven't used her. Just like how they doing my man Carlito. and where yeah. Carlito is? ain't been seen. Supposedly, they're waiting on creative for him.
0: Well, wait dang on. why don't you wait to sign him then?
1: You remember when they signed, uh, what was it, Davy Boy Smith Jr., and he had one dark match, and then they released him like a couple months later when they said a few months prior to that they were waiting for creative form. And my yeah. man never got seen on TV ever.
0: I don't I don't understand that it's weird process. Uh,
1: very, very weird. But getting back to Naya.
0: Yeah. I guess when you got that much money it doesn't matter. Um, you know, I miss much of Nia Jack's run. So Michael yeah. Cole here called her the irresistible force. hmm Is that a play on the fact that she's more of the immovable object?
1: Oh, man. I don't Yeah, you might be right. Uh, they've been calling her that for a while. Best thing she's done in the company, in my opinion, was enter the Royal Rumble and immediately get finisher spam. You ever see that clip? Oh, yeah. Randy Orton just unleashes an RKO on her after they had like a no-hitting female ban for a good decade at that point. But that didn't matter. She can still take an RKO and a 619. So I enjoyed that part. Oh, and a super kick too. Dolph, he got him some. <laughs> that was that was the best part of her run, in my opinion. And uh, other than that, I really can't name anything redeemable that she did during her run. She had a shoot fight with Charlotte Flair live on air, very and uh, yeah, that was that was something. I very unprofessional, but it was something. Uh, but yeah, maybe she's like backstage, man. I don't. I don't see the net positive of bringing Nia Jax in. I would have saved my money and just signed Jade.
0: Yeah. I don't understand it either because I've always heard she just hurts everybody. And I don't know. Final thoughts. Um, how come Randy's allowed to hit our. Ar- but I say that, you know, she should have been hit with a Van Daminator and I'm, <laughs> I'm the bad one this week. <laughs> We'll move on from Raw. Uh, you know, maybe maybe Nia Jax was brought in to job for Jade. Okay.
1: I'm here for
0: it. Get her up in the jaded.
2: Oh my. are you going
1: That'd be quite as quite a sight there, buddy.
0: See, and get her over.
1: All right. Okay. Referee wouldn't miss that.
0: Immovable object. Anyways, uh, we we move on to NXT.
1: Oh, NXT. The,
0: yeah, Um. somehow, Shawn Michaels got me to watch this week.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. You watched this whole show,
0: brother? No, 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 no. Because I did. I was like, what in the heck is Shawn doing? I didn't watch this whole show, but... <laughs> They keep doing like little crap like this that kind of gets me intrigued. And this is the first time I've watched NXT other than the pay-per-views. And uh, I don't even know how long have we ever watched NXT TV show on here? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We had Dom and um Wesley.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, anyways. Um, Again, for the NXT Women's Championship, Becky Lynch versus Tiffany Stratton. This is the Mm. first time that I've really seen Tiffany Stratton. Um, But she has... She feels like a big deal to me. Like, I don't know. She has star appeal from the moment her entrance hits. You kind of know that she's destined to be something bigger.
1: And she's light years ahead of... I hate to compare... The two divisions, but the AEW Women's division, she is light years ahead of almost all of
0: those girls,
1: and she's only been doing it for two years. So that's what just I was like, going to ask you. Yeah, yeah. Just imagine if Jade was in that system um, in 2020 or 2021 when she first started wrestling. Just imagine how far along she could be right now.
0: Yeah, that's that's insane because she, to me, that now there was a couple moments. Yeah. Where Maybe. Yeah, yeah Especially, I saw that. Yeah, you know where I'm talking about where like she ended up with her like knees on Becky's shoulders and they kind of pushed yeah. each other's arms back into place. hmm But other than that, I mean, she looked pretty dang good in there. And from what I'm pretty much reading, she has a gymnastic background, which makes sense. Uh, the other notes I had, her swanton looked great.
1: Oh, it was picture perfect. The moon yeah. she hit, too, is picture perfect.
0: Yeah, I've been seeing those clips for a while on Twitter. It's crazy because I kind of remember seeing her on Level Up. Like, people sharing clips about, like, dang, Tiffany Strat might be really good, and she's already here. But the Swanton, ta- it's the way she... And I guess it's from that <laughs> gymnastic background, but she just looks so smooth doing it the same with the moonsaw. every off the top rope move that she does looks
1: it's as it's aesthetically pleasing
0: yeah yeah whereas jeff you wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of that
1: especially the ones he said the last couple years yeah
0: yeah oh yeah that's what i was talking about (laughs) but uh, did you know
2: You said what now, Mike? You cut out.
0: Oh, I said, did you know that she was tra- trained by Greg Gagne?
1: Was she actually trained by him?
0: Yeah. Uh, before she tried out with WWE, her mom contacted Greg Gagne, former wrestler best known for his time at the AWA, to train her. Um, so I think she may have trained with him for a little bit and then went to the performance center.
1: Yeah. I did not know that, but... That's pretty. That's a. I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? I didn't even know Greg Gagne was still alive. I didn't.
0: Oh, either. Vern. Vern
1: Vern's the one that's dead. I'm sorry. Vern is. He he was his dad, I believe.
0: Yes, but I okay. mean, Greg is 74, so I mean, he wrestled the AWA, so I'm saying something.
1: Why out of everybody, she contacted Greg Ganya? <laughs> uh,
0: if I but- can.
1: Looker T wasn't available?
0: <laughs> I think it's because she's from Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, okay.
1: Minnesota. man. Brock, he ain't got nothing else to do.
0: <laughs> Could have brought her out to the ranch.
1: Yeah, yeah, bring her out to the ranch. I think Gable's from Minnesota, ain't
0: he? Uh, I can look that up real quick. I think you're Thank right, he, though.
1: Yeah, I think he's from Minnesota. Could have got Gable in there. I don't know. what Curtis Axel, he's from Minnesota. There's plenty of other Minnesota <laughs>
0: legends out there.
1: They could have trained this girl, but Greg Ganya is not the name I would have guessed.
0: Yes, he is from Minnesota, and it's also not the name I would have guessed.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, but... think, uh, you think Greg Ganya hit a swan time like that?
0: Oh, God, no. <laughs> not at 74. <laughs> I don't think I could hit one at 21 right now without just feeling it the next two days.
1: Hey, buddy, don't forget about the legendary moments on the trampoline.
0: Hey, five-star classic. I could wrestle a broomstick back then.
1: Dolph would have been proud.
0: <laughs> but uh, to close this one up, a few bobbles, like I mentioned earlier, but honestly, a pretty solid match, and I must say, Surprising. my match of the week.
1: Yeah, it was good. little. Yeah, uh... Becky tried to hit that leg drop, and she's very thin and very weightless, so the table did not break. But other than that, there was a few little mis- missteps, like you said. They, um, yeah, it probably was match of the week for me as well, which is saying a lot because we really don't we don't speak highly of uh, women's wrestling matches, at least lately here. I mean, we did like the the Becky... Trish Steel Cage match. But other than that, it's not really been a lot to go off of the last couple months as far as AEW and WWE from the women. But yeah, man, um, Tiffany Stratton, she could be on the main roster tomorrow. And I don't think she would feel out of place at all. I think she would have a spot there. I don't like her gimmick per se. It's not for me, but who knows what she'll adapt to when she gets to the main roster. Maybe she won't do this. Same stuff she's doing right now. But in ring, she's pretty much there. She's pretty she pretty much has it.
0: What I kind of got a feeling from just looking at Tron and everything, but Uh-oh. no no no. <laughs> okay. Like, so is her gimmick that like she's perfect or a Barbie esque, like she's the popular girl Uh-oh. at school.
1: Yeah, and she speaks like it too. She's kind of like a rich girl. And like I don't know if they still do this because I haven't watch religiously nxt for uh last couple months i haven't like tuned in every week but i remember she used to like mention she would mention her daddy all the time in promos like oh daddy's gonna buy me this or daddy's gonna buy me that and i don't know that was kind of like "Oh, okay this is hokey but um
0: like a valley girl
1: exactly she speaks like it too but I don't know if they're still doing that because I like I said, I didn't I, I don't catch NXT every week, but I did catch this episode. And I gotta say, Sean, what are you doing? Yeah, you, you're fumbling, brother. I had your promoter of the year, I had your booker of the year. You can't be putting segments out there of that those backstage segments they film, Micah, are so weird. Like they have ambient music in the background, like during the segments.
0: <laughs> I need
1: like they're they're shot like a bad porno, man. Like I'm oh, not even joking. It. I'm not even joking. Like I gotta send you that promo. I watched. I was appalled. I wanted to send. You, I wanted to send it immediately when I saw it. But I was like, Nah, man. I can't. I can't force Micah to watch that. He he doesn't deserve to see that. He should never see
0: something like that. But you yeah, can man. watch <laughs> a full episode of it.
1: Okay. Um, the segment I'm talking about. It was with. Um, the Chase University girl. Forget her name. And there was another girl with her. And they were at a bar or something. I don't know. Somehow the PC students were at the bar too. And they tried to to um ask out the Chase U girl. And then the Chase U girl started beating up the guys that tried to ask her out. It was so phony. And they played stupid music. And I don't know. It's Weird, man.
0: Other
2: than that, Becky and Tiffany Stratton was a good match.
0: It was. I don't know (laughs) that those segments sound very good, but the match was (laughs) Um, But yeah, the announce table breaking, that sucked because I was like, ah. Oh, like, that's kind of in the back of your mind. But... Overall, really good. My match of the week. Becky winning is interesting. You think they're doing that so she can drop it to Zoe?
2: Mm,
1: no, I think she'll drop it to another uh, NXT girl. I don't know. Zoe should hold it because Zoe's on Raw now,
0: isn't she? Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. I think she'll drop it to a NXT girl. Maybe the he yeah, had a little interaction with um Lyra Val. Carrier on the show, and supposedly she's a countryman of Becky Lynch, so maybe they'll do like a mutual respect
0: angle thing,
1: and she'll drop it to her, I
0: don't know. Oh, okay. That name will stick around, I can see that on the marquee.
1: It's something, <laughs> it's something.
0: Yeah, that's what they're gonna rename, Ricky. Hey, um, I
1: forgot, I forgot the Chase You girl's name, but I remember like life for Vicarious. Yeah. That's, that's to tell you a lot right there.
0: Uh, last thing on the week, really short, but uh, we'll close up here. AEW Dynamite, again, I tried. I just mm. didn't find much that I really liked. The Swerve stuff didn't click for me. The Jericho Sammy stuff was okay. Joe and Roddy kind of felt meaningless, uh, and then they ran an angle after. It was eh. But in the middle of all this was this MJF promo on Roddy and Samoa Joe, hmm. depending on who was going to win. Really? For the Samoa Joe promo, he chose to steal a, an iconic legend, who was always a interesting promo to say the least—a
1: loose cannon in TNA. <laughs>
0: And he pretty much quoted with a couple add-ins of his buddy Cole uh, the Steiner promo, Steiner Math. If you didn't see this, go watch it. It was really funny. Um, sometimes stuff like this where you're obviously copying something is kind of ridiculous, but I don't know. Yeah. This feels like a, a joke that like people that don't even necessarily pay attention to wrestling today find funny. Like, my brother sent me this clip and was like, holy crap, he did the Steiner math thing. And my brother, who doesn't watch wrestling, because he thought it was funny. So I thought it was a good tie-in, and I don't know. MJF gets a pass on most of the otherwise silly stuff to me, so.
2: Yeah, it was um,
1: the best part of a... A two minute clip is the best part of a two hour program. So it was it, it was funny, like you said. That that's on par with AEW. Does they love their their um, shout outs to other companies? They do that a lot. And This is the first thing they've done, like a TNA shout out. I can remember. MJF made it where Adam Cole was, you know, I, I guess in the nurse back he was standing there nodding along. Renee was. She was there, too. And, yeah, I'm excited for the program with Joe and MJF. Hopefully the match is good, but I've been enjoying their promo segment so far.
0: Yeah, we didn't really hit on their promo segment from last week, but I enjoyed it. Um, Their promos will be good. I think MJF can get a good match out of him. Mm. Uh, Mm. You don't think so? (laughs) <laughs>
1: Joe is cooked, man. You know this.
0: Come on, him and Punk had a like I think you're underselling the him and punk match. Like at all end, it was a pretty good match. It wasn't
1: Steamboat Flair. It was okay, but you making it seem like it was Sean and Taker at WrestleMania 25. Joe no. has not had Joe has not had a string of good matches since oh boy. Um I I don't know. Because I stopped watching TNA, so I don't know when he, I don't know when's the last time he had a good string of matches. Or a string of good matches, I should say.
0: What about you, there was nothing in WWE?
1: No, he had good matches, but they were like one-offs. And then he would go back to having mid-matches where he gets gassed two minutes in. and They were just kind of forgettable. His best match, in my opinion, in WWE was against Brock Lesnar. That was it.
0: Which is crazy is it? because it's a big man match and those typically aren't very good.
1: It lived up to all the dream match speculation that it had going into it. But that was the hottest Joe was at, at um, in WWE. His uh, matches were AJ. The storyline was pretty, pretty good, but the matches always disappointed because you always thought, dang, man, if they could just have a 2006 tight TNA X Division match, that would be great on a. Big major pay per view, a SummerSlam. Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles. We're gonna get, we're gonna get 2006 AJ Styles versus 2006 Samoa Joe, and then we got fat, out of shape Samoa Joe and AJ kind of going through the motions with him, and it ended in DQ at SummerSlam for the WAB title. <laughs> I'm sorry to I'm sorry to kill your dreams, but it just happened. I watched it. I know I know what happened. I watched it. I seen it. I remember reading the comments about it. But suddenly everybody has amnesia when he gets to AEW. And suddenly he's a, a great worker again. No, he's not. He's fat, he's out of shape, and he um doesn't have good matches. But I did love his work and the new TV show that he had. I thought he was pretty good in that.
0: Okay. I'll make a bet with you. Okay. I don't know what we're betting for, but I'll make the bet regardless.
1: <laughs> okay. All right.
0: His MJF match will be his best match in AEW yet.
1: they will have that match in front of a half empty building at Arthur Head Stadium.
0: Well, Sad it's either stated. that or the wrong match.
1: Yeah, okay. Alright. Yeah. That's not really a high bar though. Like oh, you come come he's gonna on. have his best match. <laughs> okay, alright. So he'll have a uh, a uh, a uh, oh, uh, mediocre match. That's that's what you're saying. That's gonna be his best match, a mediocre match.
0: You're, you're lowballing, Joe. I don't I just don't agree. That
1: He's aspect. forty-four. He's forty-four, Micah. We gotta sometimes age just catches up with you and wait. He's fat.
0: Well, age will catch up with you and staying up late will catch up with you too. And it is nearing midnight and we have reviewed that we're going to talk about for the week. So I'll go ahead and close this up. Make sure to check out, you know, all of our social media, because apparently they're raving in our comment section. It's at Scoop Slam Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Go get that. Uh, make sure to get your free month of Audible Premium Plus. Once again, it's the first link in our link tree. The link will be in the description. Um, you get a free month, and up to two free audiobooks, so please go get that. It it is free. Easy sign up. It's just connected to your Amazon account. So go get you some of that. Come back next week. Hear us again. We're going to be reviewing some more wrestling. And as always, thank you for tuning in.